Because what do you do when the words you've been waiting so long to hear just isn't coming? What in the 20s is going on? In the 20s, on? Yeah. The 20s what? baby. The 20s. What in the 20s is I'm going on? In the 20s, baby. This is the 20s. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Zamam Kize, and this is What's in the Twenties, a podcast where you listen to me grow through its very V. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking about the apology you never got, you know, the apology that's not coming, the apology you deserve but never heard. And um, this is a frustrating one for me to speak about, I think, because I, you know, if I have to reflect in my own life, I think there's a lot of moments where I wish I heard the words, I'm sorry. There's a lot of moments in my life with regards to people where I wish that they could have reflected and come back to me and went, Zama, you didn't deserve that. And you come to a place where you have to accept that it's it's those words, <laughs> they're never going to reach your ears, you know. And it's also trying to figure out how to reconcile and still maintain a healthy relationship with these people. Because sometimes it's your family members, it's your parents, it's your best friends, it's, you know, it's people you genuinely care about. Because I feel like that's when it hurts, right? I feel like that's when you expect the apology the most. It's when it's someone who you value. Um, I think that betrayal often happens and mostly happens when it's someone you trusted, you know, when it's someone you actually cared for and then you feel a sense of betrayal because you think I would have never done you like that. You know, you think I would have, I would have assumed we, would, we had built a level of trust between us, a bond, a loyalty, um, a sense of connection between the both of us that you wouldn't have done this to me. And I think that's when we feel like hurt and attacked. And I think it's the same thing with wanting an apology that isn't coming. It's like, you love this person so much and you wish they could see why you're hurting. And I think that's precisely also why it's so difficult and so painful is because you, it feels like a sense of wanting your pain to be validated, wanting your frustration and your hurt and your heartbreak to be validated. And it feels like if they don't apologize, then you're kind of all insane. <laughs> then it's like, why are you feeling this way? And it's, it's tough. Right? <laughs> it's so tough because on the one hand, right, you know what you went through. You know the pain you experienced. You know the tears you cried. You know the anger and all the emotional turmoil you went through when they did what they did or when they said what they said. And it's like, why do you need them to confirm that? You know, don't you know <laughs> that you went through this, this experience? Why do you need them to turn around and come back to you and say, like, I'm sorry, you didn't deserve it. And it's like, well, because there's this assumption that you're going to feel better after they've said this. That, like, I know that um, Nejwa said this, Nejwa Zebianch, the author, said this, that, like, there's this um, assumption that your relief is going to come from them saying, I'm sorry. You know, there's this belief 
that you're going to be able to forgive once they say I'm sorry. You're going to be okay once they say I'm sorry. But the truth is, and I've also felt it in many instances, and I'm sure you felt the same, that sometimes I'm sorry doesn't eradicate the pain that you're experiencing. Sometimes even them saying I'm sorry doesn't make you forget what they've done or what they said. And so there's almost like, I don't want to say there's no point, but it's like realizing that the onus is on you, you know, to move on. It's on you to be okay, to heal yourself, to fix yourself. Because whether or not they say, I'm sorry, you still have to do the work to accept that this happened. And I think that's, I think, part of what makes us frustrated when somebody does us wrong is that we now have to do the work to make sure our relationship is fine, even though we were the ones that were wronged. Because if we don't, then things are never going to be okay. But they get to move on with their lives. They get to um, be okay and move into the next day and, you know, just continue living their life. And we sit in our frustration. We sit in the grudge we're holding because we're so angry. Like, how could you do this to me? You know, we're so sad. We're so conflicted and confused. And it's like, you now, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've even sometimes, sometimes felt it with parents, you know, like parents, a lot of the times, yeah, a lot of the times they're not really good at apologizing <laughs> respectfully. They're not really good at doing that because they believe that they're the adults that they know better than, their intentions are pure, that the place that they were coming from was out of love and respect and um, was out of your best interest and they're trying to protect you. But they don't realize that sometimes the things that they say, the things that they may do, hurt us and affect us. And it's not really great the way that they act. And I feel like it's also us having to learn and give them grace because it's their first time being parents to you it's also their first time figuring this out they're also just figuring life out as in real time <laughs> during your existence you know and it's like we as the kids have to learn to have patience and understanding and grace for our parents who we trusted to know better who we trusted to have all the answers and that's where I think the conflict comes is like, we don't know how to do that because of the expectations we had for them to do better. You know, the expectations we have for them to be perfect as parents, to do things right all the time. And I think that sometimes when they're wrong, they don't know how to deal with that because of the authoritative nature that they have as parents. And so apologizing doesn't come naturally and easy to them. Very often we see that play out because of the power play, right? That dynamic. I'm sure you even experience it with the boss and employee, you know, all the rest. It's like when somebody is in a, a position that is of um, authority, of a higher position, of um, power, it's really difficult for them to humble themselves, bring their ego down and say, I was wrong and take accountability for where they did you wrong. And it's like learning to move on without hearing the words, I'm sorry, learning to continue the job, learning how to continue being their kids, their children, learning how to continue being their friend, all the rest is like, you now need to do that work because it's not coming. And it's like also knowing that like, it doesn't mean that they hate you. It doesn't mean that you know, they don't see you in some cases. It just means that they don't know 
how to step outside themselves and meet you at a place where they see that they have wronged you. And sometimes even people don't even recognize or like realize the pain that they've caused, right? People don't even realize that what they've said, what they've done is actually affecting you in certain ways. So it's like also learning how to be okay with the fact that that I'm sorry is not coming because according to that person's perspective, they did not do anything wrong. You know, they're used to acting like this. They're used to being like this. And so it's just those words, they're just not going to utter it. And that can build resentment. That can build so much <laughs> frustration in you, pent up anger inside of you. And you know that moment when you've held on to something for so long and then you just break and you just like, you know, I always say often when people are angry, it's not um, an immediate reaction to something that's happening in real time. It's built up things. It's little things that keep piling up and piling up until you actually can't take it anymore. Like I know I'm that person. Like I, I don't get angry on the spot, but you should know that if I am reacting in a certain way, it's because I've had enough because you've actually done too much. You've actually, you know, I consider myself as someone who have a, a really large threshold in terms of patience and understanding and just kind of bringing myself to a place where I will give you grace, you know, because I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what your day has been. I'm like, I'm trying to understand the context of where you're coming from, you know, to be acting out of pocket like this. <laughs> You know why I'm trying to understand why you're acting so unhinged, so you know deranged. But um, you need to know at least this is my opinion of myself. Other people have to speak on my character, but like I just feel like when I pop off, it's probably it's probably because you've you've exceeded your limits now. You've actually pushed it a little too far, and I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think people extend as much grace as they possibly can until they actually cannot deal with the version of you that you're presenting to them. And then when you see them wilding out and all the rest, <laughs> it's probably because you did not take accountability for the previous um, times when you, when you did too much, you know, when you push their boundaries a little too far. And it's like learning to say, I'm sorry, learning how to take accountability, learning you know, how to see and notice when somebody's energy is shifting because of what it is that you're doing. But, you know, that's not really the topic of the conversation today. It's more about trying to understand when you're not, like what to do when you're not going to get that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I treated you like that. I'm sorry that I ignored you. I'm sorry that I avoided you. I'm sorry that I was detached from you. I'm sorry that I didn't do a better job with you, that I didn't give it my best when it came to you. I'm sorry that I didn't give you the time you deserved. I'm sorry that I didn't give you the hours, that I didn't give you my undivided attention when you needed it. I'm sorry that I didn't show up when you hoped for me to be there. I'm sorry that you couldn't rely on me. I'm sorry that you couldn't depend on me. I'm sorry that I messed up. I'm sorry that I said the wrong thing. I'm sorry that I was a little too personal when I did that. I'm sorry that I 
<laughs> kind of lost it on you. I'm sorry that I projected a lot of my pain and anger onto you. I'm sorry that I projected my past traumas onto you. I'm sorry that I overstayed my welcome. I overstayed my stay. I overstayed my grace with you. I'm sorry that I took advantage of your kindness, that I took advantage of your compassion. I'm sorry that I didn't consider you. I'm sorry that I didn't make space for you. I'm sorry that I didn't include you. I'm sorry that I wasn't there. And I'm hoping that these I'm sorry's I'm saying can make up at least a bit for the sorry I'm sorry's you're still waiting for. I don't know how many more I'm sorry's I need to say. I'm sorry that I <laughs> I'm sorry that I I didn't do enough. I'm sorry that I didn't stay longer, that I wasn't around. I'm sorry that I cut you off. I'm sorry that I made you feel like you were the problem. I'm sorry that I gaslit you. I'm sorry that I was away for so long. I'm sorry that I <laughs> gave all the attention I was meant to give to you and poured it elsewhere or into someone else. I'm sorry that I replaced you. I'm sorry that I built a life outside of you. I'm sorry that I didn't honor my commitments to you. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, I feel like I can keep going and I, I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm trying my best to say as many I'm sorry's as I can, hoping that, you know, it reaches you and finds you at a place where it just reaches the softest part of your heart and gives you grace to be like, it's okay. You know, you can let it go now. I'm sorry that I didn't validate your pain. I'm sorry that I made you feel like you were too much, that I made you feel like you were being dramatic. I'm sorry that I didn't make you feel safe. Sure. I'm sorry that... I didn't do more when I could have, when I should have. I'm sorry that I didn't meet you with the energy that you met me. I'm sorry that I lied to you. I'm sorry that I was dishonest. I'm sorry that I betrayed you. I'm sorry that I wasn't loyal to you. I'm sorry that I wasn't kind when I did that, when I said that. Um, sure. It really can keep going. And that's what I'm saying. It's in the smallest things. It's in the biggest things. It's in everything. It's in all the things in between that we keep trying to forgive, that we have to forgive if we want to be okay, if we want to heal, if we want to move forward. You know, it's like people don't know all the ways that they're affecting you. People don't know all the ways that they're playing on your mind, on your emotions. People don't know the context of your background, of the things you've gone through, of your traumas, of just how you grew up. People don't know all of that. And so they don't know the ways that what they say and what they do may impact you. And you need to take it upon yourself to work with what you've got and to be okay with the fact that that I'm sorry might just never come and what to do if it doesn't especially if you love the person if you care about the person I know that there was this I'm sorry that I was waiting for last year in particular because I felt like I had stretched my tent you know I had stretched my camp extended myself beyond what I ever thought I could have you know 
for somebody because I cared for them and they were in a tough situation and I, I wanted to do all that I can to be there for that person. And I felt like that the energy wasn't matched and I needed to come to a place to realize that me giving myself in that way, I wasn't forced to be that person. I did that out of my own kindness of my heart. I did that because of who I am and who I wanted to be in this person's life. I did that out of my own compassion. So this person doesn't owe me anything. And I think that's the part that was so difficult is learning that people don't owe you for your kindness. People don't owe you for your generosity. People don't owe you for your compassion. And it feels so frustrating and confusing that like, what? After all I've done for this person, after all I've, you know, been for this person and you lose your mind trying to understand how they could treat you like that. How they, how they could still be so underwhelming for you, how they could still not be good enough for you in return, you know, how the energy cannot be reciprocated, it cannot be mutual. And it's like, it'll make you feel so crazy, but realizing that they don't owe you that, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because you you did that. You know, you chose to do that. And it's almost like you get to a place where you realize the I'm sorry you're looking for is really within yourself like you need to forgive yourself and I think it took me a long journey realizing that like I had waited so long for someone to say these words when in actual fact I was looking for me to forgive myself for putting my extending myself in spaces where people didn't deserve it you know some people do not deserve access to you in all these different ways they do not deserve the experience that is you in all these particular ways and it's like learning how to forgive that you might have been ignorant in a certain situation you might have been innocent in a certain situation that you might have blindly made yourself available to certain people and experiences even and it harmed you and it's like learning how to say it's okay to yourself I'm sorry that happened to you and I wish it didn't but it did and I'm sorry that I put you in that position Zama I'm sorry that I <laughs> made yourself vulnerable to this situation but I forgive you you know because I know that your intentions were pure I know that you were just doing your best and I'm sorry that the outcome made you so sad, made you so hurt, but it's okay now. You're safe now. You're good now. And I think it's also learning, like I said, how to be kind to yourself, how to give yourself the grace you're so eagerly hoping and awaiting somebody to give to you, how to come back home to you is essentially what I'm trying to say here is out of all the apologies you're waiting for you know even maybe it could be with the parents telling yourself that like it wasn't your fault and I'm sorry that they did you wrong in this instance I'm sorry that you put your trust in the wrong people it could be in your friendships and all the rest I'm sorry See, like just telling yourself that like I see you and I know that you are hoping for the best out of this outcome, but I'm sorry that that happened, but it's okay now. I'm okay now. You can let it go now. Giving yourself permission to release that anger, to release that pain, to release that frustration. Giving yourself permission to walk away, permission 
to forgive. You know, I think that's sometimes what we're really seeking for is instead of seeking it for it outside of you in external spaces and other people, give it to yourself. Give yourself permission to be upset about the situation. It's okay. You're allowed to respond and be reactive, I guess, to certain situations that hurt you. And tell yourself, okay, this is an emotion that I'm experiencing right now, you know. And when you're done feeling it, say, it's okay now. Sometimes people hurt you and it's okay to cry about it. There is a space and a time to cry. Give yourself space to do that. I think some of us feel like we need to be strong. You don't want to give people the satisfaction that you're being affected. You don't want to this and that. You know what I'm saying? And you you try to keep the strong trope of yourself and it is eating you alive on the inside and it hardens you to a place where you just kind of dissociate or you disconnect from what you're truly feeling because you're waiting for them to realize what they've done. And it's like, actually, just give yourself that permission. Give yourself that grace. Give yourself that patience, that compassion. Allow yourself to feel it and then to release it, to let it go, to say it's enough now. I don't need to feel this emotion anymore and apologize to yourself and forgive yourself for having put yourself through that You know, sometimes you really didn't know any better. And even if you did know better, sometimes you were lonely, you know. And it's like you're having a response. You put yourself in situations that you probably could do without, but you're reacting out of a feeling of loneliness, out of a feeling of wanting companionship, out of a feeling of just wanting to be seen, heard, and understood. And, like, it actually just made the situations worse. But it's like, you know what's really going on with you. You know where these emotions are coming from. You know where this feeling is coming from. Nobody else can see that. You're the one that has to sit with yourself at the end of the day. You know, you're the one that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. So why wouldn't you make the time and spend the effort being good to you and getting to know you better and sitting with yourself more? If you're literally, like like when I say... (laughs) You're the person that's going to be spending the longest time with you. Let that sink in for yourself. That like nobody else is going to know you like you. You know, no one else is going to spend this much time, this much intimate time with yourself as much as you are. So why not use that time to give yourself grace? Why not use that time to get to know you better, to understand you better, to forgive yourself for things that happened in the past, that happened long ago, that happened yesterday, that are still yet to happen. Use that time to take care of you because no one cares enough about taking care of you as much as you should, if that makes sense. Everyone is going through their own things. Everybody is battling their own things in their minds and their lives and all the rest. And you're going to lose so much of yourself and so much time, so much precious time chasing after things and words and um, apologies from people who unfortunately cannot meet you at that place. And the biggest lesson I've come to learn, truly, especially when it comes to love, is that people can only meet you as far as they've met themselves. People can only give you that sense of compassion. People can only even get to that state of accountability if they're that self-aware. And not everybody is. 
not everybody has done the work to the extent that you might have liked them to, to be able to recognize and know when they're doing something out of pocket, when they're treating you in a way that you don't deserve. Not everybody has reached that level of self um, awareness and actualization that they can tell when you know, something isn't right, you know, right now, you know what I'm saying? When they're pushing the boundaries too far, pushing the limits too much, exceeding, you know, um, the grace that you've given them. And it's tough because you will encounter people like that. That is life. You're going to spend the rest of your life encountering people who actually are avoiding their own demons. And because of that, they're putting you at an inconvenience. And so I implore you to do the work for yourself and on yourself so that you don't spend a lot of time trying to do it for them trying to bring people to a place of healing, trying to bring people to a, a place of self-actualization. They need to go on their own journey. And it's like, you're going to get so frustrated trying to bring people to a destination point so that you can be okay with them. That's, that, that's not how life works. And you would be frustrated if someone was trying to force you into <laughs> some destination of self-actualization too. You know, you have to go through your own processes and changes and continue molding into the version of yourself that makes you most proud. And it's like, okay, being able to accept that this person just is who they are this person, this is how they act, or this is what they see, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, so what can I do about the situation now? How can I work on that, that I'm okay, you know, <laughs> that I can move on, that I can be at peace? Because you will end up harboring this emotion for so long while this person continues to live their life, while this person continues to be good and okay, you know, in the world. And it's like, it's going to make you even more angry and frustrated that they can live a happy life. And that's the thing. That's the thing you'll come to learn. Everyone you're mad at is so happy. <laughs> is living such a happy and fulfilled life that you know like there are people who are mad at you and you're happy <laughs> you're unbothered you're like what what are you even mad for you know you're doing great and they're upset and they're wondering how could you be so happy how could you be you know what i'm saying how could you be so at peace and that's the thing it's like cultivating peace inside of you internally because then it'll start framing your world externally and it's learning and it's a skill it's a practice learning how to connect with yourself at any point that you need to you know it's like an immediate kind of shift of knowing i need to engage with my inner being because what's happening around me right now is none of my business <laughs> what's happening around me right now is not my prerogative it is not where i'm trying to be and it's like learning how to just stimulate something inside of you that just attaches you and connects you to that peace to that source of gratitude of of I'm okay that I can do without and that's also another thing you need to learn to be okay without without this person without this situation without this relationship without this attachment you need to say to yourself you're going to be okay you know with or without this person because coming from a place of lack you will always feel like you need to accept a lot of um a lot of things that you don't need to just to keep certain situations around in your life that are actually chipping away and the truth is what doesn't grow rots so if that relationship of that yeah, if that relationship isn't growing, and this is in all types of relationships, if it isn't growing, it's going to rot, and it's going to smell, and if you sit in that mess long enough, if you sit in uh, that stink long enough, it stops to smell. 
you know, you start adapting to it and it becomes your new normal. It becomes your new standard. And I don't want that for you. And that's what I'm saying. Be at a place where you learn to bridge the gap between waiting for somebody to come back and reconcile and apologize to you. Bridge that gap for yourself. Do it for you. You don't need to do it for them. Trust me, they don't deserve it. (laughs) You don't need to do it for them. You know, they're not even worried about you. You got to do it for you because there's something brewing inside of you that needs you to actually take charge and actually be accountable for your own mental health, for your own mental stability and move forward. You know, I know it's going to suck and it's going to be frustrating. Like, why is it on me to make things okay? But it it really is. For your own sanity, you got to do it. You got to grow up. That's essentially what I'm trying to say is like you get to a place where you realize I actually just have to grow up because I don't know. There's something for me, (laughs) for me personally, there's something childish about keeping a grudge. There's something immature about doing that, you know, because it's like, who are you harboring all that energy for? Who are you harboring all that pent up pain and anger for? You know, like all that energy needs a place to go and you need to take it somewhere, but not within you. Don't keep it trapped in your body because what you're doing is you're storing that emotion inside your body and lives, you end up living in a body of anxiety essentially because you're firing, I guess, chemicals and pathways within you that are teaching yourself that this is an emotion that you must consistently feel and experience every day, especially when it comes to this person or this um, situation or relationship and all the rest. And you are just, you're building a body, as I said, of anxiety, of suffering, of trauma. And trauma lives in the body. Like there are actual studies about that. You know, trauma exists in the body. And until you learn how to release it, you're always going to keep carrying that. Now, something it does more harm for you than for the other person. I think sometimes you feel like you're having a leg over somebody by keeping this kind of um, anger and resentment towards them, but it really, it, it's really to your own detriment and your own demise doing that. The other person feels nothing, I'll tell you for free. The other person, at some point, they're going to stop caring that you hate them. At some point, they're going to move on with their lives and it's not going to affect them that much that you hate them. And it's going to affect you forever that you hate them. So let that all go. Let it all go. What to do when the apology you want just doesn't come is to let it go. As always, I'm sending my love. Goodbye. This is Twenties.